0: There was time now. There was, was all the time I needed. So have I ever told you how my ex-boyfriend ate bananas? Have we talked about this? Absolutely not. Okay. So his masculinity was so fragile that he would eat a banana, like he would peel the whole thing and then eat it like it was like corn on the cob. Like he would eat it sideways.
1: Oh my God. He was like, there's no way you're going to stick that straight into
0: my mouth. Yeah. 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 Um,
1: (laughs) You know, you know, there's some dudes that just won't eat a banana period, or they'll like break it off into like little tiny, like chunks.
0: (laughs) Oh, I have seen the break off before, but the, the corn banana really gets me. So I enjoy now every time I eat a banana, I think of him, which I texted him and said that one time. And he was like, Oh, you thinking about, you know, Oh, Something God. like, I was like, no, 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 I'm thinking about how fragile your masculinity was that you couldn't comfortably eat a banana, like an actual person.
1: That's crazy. Well, you know, that, um, that's always something good to know about you and the men that you date. It's just, oh, I've
0: got so many stories.
1: I, I know so you many. do. I know They're you all do. gems. But,
0: They're all snowflakes.
1: But we're here for a podcast. So, um, on that note, let's get started. Welcome to Ayana and Crystal's Book Club. Uh, First, I would like to start by publicly addressing some concerns that our listeners have brought to us after our last episode. Some of you were quite disappointed that I did not finish The Other Black Girl. So, and I don't want to talk about the disappointment because you're allowed to feel how you want to feel. I just want to bring light to people that were like, well, you're on a podcast, you know, you should at least finish the book. And we're not getting paid to review these books. This is not a job. For us, we do this because we love to read and we love to talk about books. And we say it all the time that we want this podcast to actually feel like a book club. This is Ayana and Crystal's book club. So, if it was in an in-person in-home book club, I'm sure and I've I've been to a couple book clubs before where people are like, I didn't finish the book. And here's my reason why. I mean, if you're on bookstagram or Talk or anything, and you know the acronyms, DNF is an acronym for a reason, did not finish because there are, there's books that you don't finish and you, you, you just can't push yourself to finish it. I feel like if I would have just pushed through, it would have felt fake
0: to me because I
1: didn't want to. <laughs> like I wanted to be realistic.
0: You know what I mean? You know, I get what people were were getting at with like, oh, you should have finished. But at the same time, like you could have just lied because I did tell you what happened or yeah. you could have read spoilers and you could have just lied. So I feel like you were honest about it. And then like we can have an actual conversation about why you didn't finish. What was it that that like you couldn't get through it? So I don't. I personally wasn't offended that you didn't finish the book, but I mean, I think that it was good to, you know, kind of circle back and, and address that since that was a common.
1: Yeah. And scene. also to make an addendum. It's been a while since I made an addendum. It's I true. did say on the last episode that um, I, I had like a hundred pages left, but then when I went back and looked, I actually had like 30 pages left. So I was pretty close to the end of the book, but it, I just... And then when you told me the ending, I didn't feel sad. Like, oh my God, I'm so mad that I missed that. No, I'm actually glad that I didn't read to the end because I would have set the book on fire and potentially (laughs) set my house on fire. So, (laughs) because I would have done it inside out of rage. Yeah. So, I mean, I just wanted to address that Uh, again. We love your feedback. So, you know, please keep keep it coming. We did respond to everyone individually who reached out to us and wanted to bring up this point. We just want you to know that we really appreciate it. We love hearing from you guys. So continue to send us your feedback. Crystal, especially is out here trying to become actual friends with people. I had to stop her a few times from like, you know, DMing them and asking them if they wanted to hang out with her (laughs) because, you know, crystal will stalk you until you become her friend
0: (laughs) well i thought maybe they were trying to like build a friendship with me because they were reaching out some of them i didn't know i didn't know if they were open to my friendship but it seemed to me like perhaps they were they wanted to break me down a little bit and i'm okay with that oh okay well
1: you know maybe next time i'll i'll let you just do what you want to do on the internet but for now (laughs) we'll 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 stay we'll keep you locked up So anyway, so let's move on to our October read. We are reading Dream Girl by Laura Lippman. So for the first half, we read up to part two, which ends at page 150. So if you didn't have a chance to get to the halfway point, we may spoil it for you. So definitely read the halfway part first and then check back. Or if you don't care, if you just want to hear the ha- hear what's going on, then keep listening. We, we don't really want you to stop listening. <laughs> so, so back to business as usual, we don't talk about the book actually before we meet uh, because we want this to, again, feel like a natural book club. It's unscripted. We just want to have a normal conversation. I did read the first half of the book. <laughs> So, um, Chris is going to give us one of her beautiful, unplagiarized summaries and a recap of the first half. Take it away, Chris.
0: Yep. So now for my non-plagiarized summary of the first (laughs) half of Dream Girl. So we first meet Jerry, renowned novelist in his hospital bed, which we later learn is due to an accident he has where he breaks his body pretty much all over. Uh, He's drifting in and out of a dream state and ponders his role in pain control, which he repeats multiple times. Like, what is my role in pain control? Um, And then he seems to be skeptical of the medication he's being given, but he acquiesces, he takes the pills, and then we meet him again prior to his accident. So part one takes us through Jerry's move to Baltimore, which he made in order to care for his mother, who is suffering from dementia. We learn that three days after his move, unfortunately, she dies. Jerry has a pretty sweet penthouse apartment complete with floating stairs, which Mm -hmm. I thought was really cool because I had to Google floating stairs. And then I like went on this like weird rabbit hole of like really awesome floating stairs. So I really enjoyed the floating stairs, but he actually trips over his while trying to read the mail and gets very hurt. Right after the fall, Jerry gives us a little taste of his childhood trauma when he describes his mother's home remedies for appendicitis. Uh, We also learned that his father had a secret family and ultimately left his mother. So I stand corrected from last week. This is apparently the one time that a man does leave his wife for the side piece.
1: Mm.
0: So I was wrong. It does happen, apparently but it's not going to happen for you. (laughs) Whoever that is out there listening that thinks that it will, you need me to tell you it won't. He will never leave his wife. he's not going to leave his wife. Jerry requires almost constant supervision now as he recovers from his fall. We learn the mail that he was trying to read may not even exist. Uh, Jerry could possibly be hallucinating. Uh, he thinks the character from his first hit novel called Dream Girl is trying to reach out to him. But it's not the actual character, but rather the woman who claims to be based on this character. And also when he's describing Dream Girl, it sounds to me like it's just like some Baltimore version of Lolita. But I don't know. I mean, Jerry describes the book, but we haven't actually gotten a full unplagiarized summary of it from him yet. So um, Hmm. I didn't read that, Dream Girl. I read this one. So... (laughs) We meet Jerry's crazy ex-girlfriend, Margot, who he makes clear will never be wife number four. Uh, mm-hmm. She harasses him about money and just generally seems like a complete nuisance. Uh, Jerry keeps receiving contact from this unknown person, but all signs seem to indicate that that contact isn't real. And then he wakes up from a dream state to find that in a tribute to Lisa Left Eye Lopez, somebody <laughs> sliced up Margot's left eye with his letter opener. So so you don't say that it was a tribute, but anytime I think of like a left eye, I mean, Mm. RIP, and that's where we end part one. Man, I'll
1: tell you what, that cliffhanger really got me going. I truly wanted to read past part one. I I wanted to be, again, defiant (laughs) of everything (laughs) we stand for here on this podcast and be like, you know what? I read part two. I don't care. (laughs) But no. I did not. I did not. Did you read past
0: part one? No, no, I didn't. But I really want to finish recording so I can binge read the rest of that today. Because like I'm, re- it's really been killing me.
1: Yeah, I am excited to read. I mean, not to like talk about the past, but this <laughs> is how you. <laughs> this is how you get me. You just keep me with suspense and. You kill time- somebody you first have there's killing there's like I mean and is it killing because that's the thing is it is it okay we're we're getting crazy but is it really killing because he's going in and out of a dream state he's going he he doesn't know if it's hallucination from his medicine like this is what I'm talking about I want more and I cannot wait to finish so we can so I can just like zoom through (laughs) The next part of
0: it i'm gonna be so pissed if it just turns out that he's been laying in a hospital bed hallucinating the whole thing though i don't know how i'm gonna feel
1: I- i'm not gonna speculate i don't know how i'm gonna feel because
0: i guess it would depend on how they tie it in like if, yeah yeah i guess yeah that's fair i guess i just didn't like Margot, so i'm okay with her being murdered okay well we'll
1: we'll talk <laughs> about um Margo, but you know what let's for right now let's just talk about some of the big players in the book some of the characters that we met so far in part one which will include margo but we'll get with her let's start with jerry first obviously because he's the main character what do you think about him
0: well they do mention that he is uncircumcised and um i mean so here's the only reason why i even bring that up (laughs) one I don't want to say that I love penises, but like I am a straight woman. I do find penises to be kind of interesting because I don't have one. And I do think that why it's interesting with him is that he brings it up. And like, I don't know if you've ever known a man that's not circumcised, but they do bring it up and they always almost kind of like apologize. And it just reminded me of him, like he doesn't apologize for it. Like he makes it seem like it's not a big deal, which it's totally not a big deal, but he goes on and on and he's constantly talking for like, it's like two pages where he's like, yeah. I'm totally comfortable not being circumcised. It's not a big deal that I'm not circumcised. Like Jerry, come on, who are you trying to convince? Because yeah. it's really not out. a big deal that you're not circumcised. Like nobody know, cares. He, he
1: obviously feels <laughs> self-conscious about it now. And now that, you know, Twitter land has found out about it. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa it's not a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem.
0: It's actually it's mutilation to do that to your son. If you, if you do it, so you guys are in the wrong, it's not, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Jerry, there's not stop talking about it. Let's, yeah, let's like, move on. Like you have a, you can have a beautiful uncircumcised penis, Jerry. The fact
1: that this woman put this biz- business out on Twitter, other, you're focusing on the fact that you're comfortable <laughs> with being uncircumcised. You're not <laughs> worried about who is this crazy lady? Why did she put this out <laughs> onto Twitter? I mean, he did come to that, you know, after his ramble about being circumcised and being very comfortable with it for like 20 minutes after that. He was like, okay, now let's deal with the fact that there's a lady putting this out. On there's,
0: a, there's a picture of my dick all over the internet, but, yeah. but I just want it to be known that it's totally normal not to be circumcised. And actually right. outside of America, it's not the common thing unless it's for religious reasons. So guys, why are we even talking about the fact that I'm not circumcised? There's somebody posting my junk all over Twitter. Right. Yeah, Jerry, that's where your mind should be. Not so, sure why you went off on this tangent.
1: How do you feel about Jerry? Do you think that he's like pretentious kind of, or do you think that he's like very down to earth? Like what type of man do you think he is?
0: I think that he's a very traditional like boomer male because like he yearns for a time when America was great, Mm -hmm. when he could fondle a woman at a bus stop Mm -hmm. without being made to feel like a pervert.
1: Yes. Yeah, I, that's kind of I, the vibe
0: that I got from him that like
1: especially when he was talking about um he never did anything. Like when he was trying to think about who would be doing this these things to him, and he's like, I never did anything to my wife. I was with wife number one and yeah, I cheated on her a couple times and I cheated with her with Tara and Sarah and Kim and and uh Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't say Jim, but you know what I mean. He he said, Yeah, I cheated, but I was good to her. And then, you know, my my second wife, yeah okay I stepped out a couple times like okay oh but the
0: secretary when he was describing the secretary and he's like look I almost cried when I was sodomizing her like what we're supposed to feel sympathy for you because you fucked your secretary in the ass and she didn't probably want to do it
1: exactly and but then he did come to the conclusion like am I trash
0: (laughs) (laughs) wait a minute does nobody actually want to see my uncircumcised penis (laughs)
1: like am I really a piece of shit Maybe I did
0: it. Maybe I do deserve this. <laughs> I did think that it was really funny that he was like um he says I only follow God on Twitter. Yes. That I thought was funny.
1: <laughs> yes. And and Uh, because he was like, and I I see the irony of that because I'm saying that this woman is not real. She's like a character of my book, but I'm also following God on Twitter.
0: Yeah, I thought that was funny. funny. Um, But overall, I don't really like him. And I also think that he's unreliable, not only because of all those reasons. I I don't like him for those reasons. And I think that kind of makes him unreliable because, Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't, he's not very self-aware, and he's yeah. very like self-deprecating or like, well, what was me, you know, but I also think because he's so heavily medicated, it's also hard to tell what's real with him and like what his actual thoughts are.
1: Yes. Yes. That is absolutely true because it feels like he's having this internal struggle. However, he's also trying to, trying to figure out if. What he's struggling with is even real, you know what I mean? Like his yeah. thought, even his internal thoughts are just like, do I really believe this? Or you know what I mean? Is it the medicine? Like wh- what's going on in my life? You know what I mean? Like even when he was coming to the conclusion that he was a piece of shit for sodomizing his his secretary, he still was like, but I'm a good guy, right?
0: Yeah, I mean I'm like gonna, aside from that, like everybody, everybody, everybody sodomizes their secretary at least yeah. once. I mean we all we're all human.
1: Yeah. Like that to me is like, he, he definitely doesn't know where he's at. And and that's why it's so interesting to really get to this second part to figure out, is this person real? Um, is he really getting phone calls? And, you know, we'll get into to those things, but I just, or want- does he have
0: dementia? Because he mentions his mother's dementia all the time.
1: Yeah, and he's very scared of that. He's very scared of going down that same path as his mom.
0: So, what about his agent? Is it it's through, right? It's
1: through. Yeah, through. Um, I like through. (laughs) He seems funny. He seems funny to me. He seems like an
0: okay guy. He
1: just seems like a quirky. Like, hey, I'm just trying to keep you on the straight and narrow, but also, you know, I'm trying to keep my job and do what I need to do, which. Also, he he mentioned slightly that Theroux is like super wealthy, but, um, you know, kind of reading, reading him and how I imagine him, I just see him as this like nerdy, like accountant or it's his lawyer, right?
0: No, it's, it's his uh, agent.
1: No, his agent. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I just see him as this like nerdy, like.
0: I definitely pictured like a sweater vest.
1: Yes. Like yeah. I pictured glasses and like a tweed um, blazer with the Oh, yeah. All uh, the, the, oh,
0: the uh, elbow the, pads. Yeah, elbow pads. Yeah.
1: It's just uh, a nerdy guy. I don't know why I pictured that, but that's what I pictured. That him. is kind of what I
0: pictured too, but I pictured him as like pretty fashion forward too. For some reason, I don't know, like one of those old guys that just dresses really well. But I also don't think he would be friends with Jerry or have anything to do with Jerry if Jerry didn't make him money.
1: No, I didn't. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think he definitely is just like, this is my cash cow. So I'm going to, you know, do what I need to do for him. But if he doesn't write this next book, (laughs) I'm probably going to leave him.
0: (laughs) I'm all, I'm all done with Jerry. Yeah. Um, so, what do you think
1: about Jerry's mother and father? Because he, you know, they he Jerry, it kind of goes back and forth. Um, the time lapse in the book, they go from current day to like uh, past and talk about his mother and father and his upbringing. What do you think about that?
0: So, well, first, I'd like to ask: Do you think that Jerry hallucinated them banging when he was a kid, and he mentions his parents having sex? Do you think he hallucinated that? No, I don't think you hallucinate that. No. See, <laughs> that I kind of thought maybe he did. That,
1: that's a trauma that sticks with you. If you've ever seen or heard or walked in on your parents, you it, no one wants to ever hallucinate that.
0: That's no, I've different. never walked in on my parents, so yeah. I don't. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I've never hallucinated it either.
1: <laughs> I've never walked in on my parents, but I've definitely walked in the house and like heard some things and was like, and immediately uh, walked out. Yeah. I'm like, I'm leaving back outside to play. So, <laughs> so. Wait, know, but is it like,
0: awkward on the other end? Like have your kids ever walked in on you? No, no that's good. No, no. Cause I feel like that would be, I would be more humiliated if I had kids and they walked in on me than if I oh. walked in on my parents.
1: I, I mean, I think it's just equal. Like it's just all around. you don't you don't want any of the things to happen. So
0: no. So here's what I thought that maybe we could make a case for him hallucinating it because I think then that would show that he, historically has struggled with reality and it sounded like his mother also struggled with reality. So in addition to maybe the dementia, maybe she always had, you know, some other thing going on. And so does he, that he hallucinated that because maybe she was hallucinating something and implanted this idea to him that his father sometimes comes around when he's asleep.
1: So I don't think that the mother had issues with reality I think she just didn't want to hurt Jerry by saying like I know your dad's a piece of trash and he has because the mom knew that he had another family like he insinuates it throughout the book where he's like you know she heard the the mom on the phone or seen the mom crying and I think even for the Chris the fact of the Christmas like saying like oh your dad sent this gift Early, you know, so that you can have this huge gift. And he's like, mm, but why would my dad send it? I get the mail. She's like, shut up. It was sent to the dentist's office or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that she was just trying to protect him from knowing that your dad's not always on business trips. He's living with his other family. You know what I mean? And then he comes here. But she knew what was going on. It was like that, that era, that, that time in life where, you know, men had those like separate families <laughs> and they would be on the, you know, quote unquote business trips, but the
0: I that women, you can't do that anymore because of like social media um, and like tracking people. I feel like it'd be way harder to pull off a second family.
1: Yeah. I also feel like women are not that fucking subservient. Like we're not going to just, oh, that's here, also like, true. Yeah. (laughs) Me personally, after the third business trip, I'm finding you where, what's going on? Where, where are we at? Where are we at? But this you know what I mean? Like tracking your location. I'm just going to do something because you're not going to make me feel like, because then, you know, they make you feel like you're going crazy. You know what I mean? And then we have too much technology they, these days. Like back then she would have to wait for him to call the house phone from whenever, wherever he gets to cell phone, like FaceTime, Skype.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it's I, too, yeah, it's too hard. I think it would be too hard. I've been accused of like by men that I just start dating. They'll be like, you know, cause I try to be really private. So they'll be like, you know, you don't use social media. You don't let me over to your house. Like, do you have a family? Like, do you have this whole family? And I I really don't, but I do I could see like why these behaviors are <laughs> complex. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, w- I was suspicious <laughs> Well, so I remember one time you and I were talking about something similar and I told you, I was like, yeah, I don't answer the phone every time. Cause I think I was with the guy that won't eat a banana the right way at the time. <laughs> and I told you that I don't answer the phone when he calls, especially if I'm like, you know, with my parents or with my, ne- especially if I'm with my nephew, like I'm not playing games. So like, I wouldn't answer the phone. And you said that that would be unacceptable for you. That, And I was like, well, what if your husband's doing? something like he's in the middle of something and you said that he could put that down and answer his phone
1: what would he be in the middle of that he can't answer his phone now now, granted work that's different you know you know
0: when he's at work
1: yeah but other than that what are you doing that you can't answer
0: well I don't know what if he's like changing the oil in his car or something first of all
1: first of all (laughs) my husband
0: (laughs) I give him so much credit (laughs) So I love
1: him dearly, but he's not changing the oil in this car. We, you know, we take that to to the shop. And while it's in the shop, you're sitting, you're sitting in the shop waiting room on your phone. That's what you do. So if you're on your phone scrolling or whatever, and you see, I call and you don't answer. Why are you not answering me? Like, I mean, but it's a two-way street. I will answer like, and even if I'm in the middle of something where I need to like you know, I'm going to answer like, Hey, I, I'm doing X, Y, Z. And that's just because it's for me, it's just a respect factor and a, a comfort factor. Not just that I'm thinking that, you know, you're doing something, you know, banging some other girl or something like that, but I am married to a black man and he's in America. You know what I mean? It's,
0: it's, oh, an unfortunate okay. thing, but
1: that I, I have to like that you know what I mean so he's driving he doesn't
0: answer you assume he's being
1: murdered I mean you never know you don't know that's like my kids like I all like I tell my kids all the time listen even that you know they they're millennials and gen z and whatever they don't answer phones That's <laughs> just not that but text yeah. at least text me send me a thumbs up emoji just let me know you're okay if you see me calling you know what i mean like even if you're busy just let me know you're all right it's not my little daughter because she's already always here but the older two that are especially my oldest who's in a whole other state i need to know you're okay that's
0: it My mom mom always assumes I'm dead if I don't answer with it and I don't return the call within five minutes. My mother assumes dead like every single time.
1: My mom does the same thing. She just automatically like I I could have talked, I could have gotten off the phone with her and say, hey, mom, I'm going to go jump in the shower real quick. And then she forgot to tell me something, but I don't answer because I'm in said shower. (laughs) Because you're dead. (laughs) She will assume that from the time I hung up walking through the house, someone obviously broke in and murdered me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and don't talk about my dad. My dad is a lunatic. I'm gonna tell a story real, real quick. So he, my dad's in New York, I'm here in Pennsylvania. He, we had a, like a really big snowstorm one time when I was a kid in high school. And back in the day, I'm older. So we had landlines, we didn't have cell phones, right? So the, all the phone lines were down because the snow cut power and things like that, right? My dad could not get to, to me for like a whole week. He couldn't call me. So when the schools opened back up, we went to school. I get a call to the principal's office because my dad called the principal and argued with her because she was like, Hey, your daughter's in class. I can't just pull her out for, you know, just for you to say hello to her. (laughs) Like we'll pass her a message. He was like, no, you will pull her. You will bring her to the office. I need to speak to her. And I, he, he called me, they called me to the office, the the principal looked like she was about to cry, that my dad was like ripping her a new one. And he was like, I was just making sure you're okay because I haven't talked to you.
0: <laughs> but they also confirmed you were there and in class. <laughs> he
1: needed to hear my voice. He needed to confirm. He needed proof of life <laughs> by speaking to me. Like, that's how crazy he is. And he still to this day, I am a grown woman. If I don't answer, or text my dad back or email him because he still emails me. He will like drive to my house and
0: like, my mom's done that before though. Like when I lived on my own, she would, um, there was one time where I don't know what happened. Like my phone just didn't have service for like a whole day. So she called my brother and he comes over to like, make sure I'm alive. It's crazy. I mean, it is nice though to know, like, cause I lived alone. So like, it was kind of nice to know that like, you know, it would only take about 24 hours for, yeah, you know, my body to be found.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would probably be that crazy too, but you know, my kids know that I'm crazy. So if mom calls twice, I need to definitely <laughs> give her a call back or text her be like, Hey mom, I'm in a meeting or I'm, um, I'll call you later or something. Okay. I'm good. But then if you don't call me later, then I'm going to assume that the kidnappers text me <laughs> that. And now I got to go crazy.
0: <laughs> so anyway, that's what we think about our parents in addition to Jerry's parents. Yes. So how about Eileen, the night nurse?
1: She's, she seems funny to me. Like she just doesn't care about this job. She really wants um, Jerry to leave her alone and let her watch her TV. Stop asking her if she reads <laughs> because read, she does not read. <laughs> Let her watch her TV and be alone.
0: That's the funniest thing. The um the fact that she doesn't read. And then he mentions. um uh, OK, so she has an iPad with a case that's like covered in cats doing human things. And he says <laughs> the cats are cooking, riding bicycles, knitting, reading. And he goes, oh, so cats read, but she doesn't. <laughs> right like he's like real hot about the fact that she doesn't read because he asked her she's like i don't read he's like then what do you do
1: like how do you even live how do you pass the time He. it's like she said i don't eat food what are you talking about he's like what what do you mean you don't eat
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't drink water. have you ever met somebody that's like oh i don't drink water my mother my oh. mom,
1: my mother, she just recently started drinking like little like
0: <laughs> like a shot. She takes a yeah. shot of water. <laughs>
1: yeah, because her doctor's telling her like, "Nam, you're dehydrated."
0: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> she looks really good though, right? Like, I mean, not drink water. And
1: her skin—the thing about it is her skin is so like nice and um, moisturized. <laughs> like, where is it coming <laughs> from? But. We went to visit her in her house in North Carolina and like Kyle and I, we drink tons and tons of water. Like Kyle drinks more than I do, like bottles of water.
0: Yeah, I drink drink a gallon a day.
1: Yeah. So we were in her refrigerator and Kyle's like, she has no water in here. <laughs> and she has these little <laughs> tiny bo- bottles and it was like two of them in her refrigerator. He's like, I, I don't know what to do. I can't live like this. No, <laughs> so we like, we had to make a trip to Walmart to get like a case of water.
0: Because- oh, cause she doesn't have like the, the, the water, like right in the refrigerator. No. Where you the, can like even- get the spout. Yeah, you know even like about?
1: the filter. Yeah, you know, the yeah, like, filter. No, she didn't have because she doesn't drink water, and you there's know, no need out for this. Straight off the tap, you do at least have to filter it, and she didn't any of the none of the things. I was like, okay, all right, that's how Jerry feels about Eileen.
0: Yeah, like she she basically says like oh, I don't I can't drink water.
1: So what about Aubrey, the character from Dream Girl that's allegedly alive in- and. <laughs> Talking, Jerry.
0: I think that it could be one of two things. One, I think that Jerry could just be hallucinating this. Two, I think that it could be like legitimately a woman that believes she is based on Aubrey, or it could just be like some deranged fan that read the book and then was like, oh, this sounds like me. I'm going to reach out to him. So I think that either way, I think that it's somebody that has some sort of like trauma.
1: Yeah. Yeah, all of those points. Definitely. That's that's why I'm so curious of how this is going to go, because any of those could be true. It could be, uh, you know, someone he, it, that he legitimately wrote this book off of, because
0: um,
1: in the book, they talk about how he was a professor at, he was like a creative writer, writing professor at some college or school. And they kind of mention how there was someone who wrote, like if they had to say if they wanted to write a novel and someone said they wanted to write a novel. Now they didn't get deep into it on part one, but I'm thinking maybe someone wrote a novel about their life or wrote a story about their life and he took that and made it into Dream Girl, right? Like elaborated on it.
0: Possibly. Yeah, that's a good thought. I was just yeah. like, I, I couldn't remember what was it that like, he gave him the prompt and the girl that he was like afraid of that was like, hey, I want to write a novel. What yeah. was it that she wrote? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't even
1: I don't know if they even said what she wrote. I no, was, like she
0: said something about like whatever her story was, like whatever her short story was.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: She like then comes up to him. And she's the one that's like oh I want to write a novel and then he's yeah. like oh shit it's the one who with that yeah. writing prompt made it right. uh he also made called her weird. an
1: attractive girl in the class
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I so also crazy. thought that was funny that he like denotes women based on like how attractive they are like that's yes. the first thing that he mentions like with every woman is like, like the, there's something physical things. about her yeah and
1: then he really wonders why he's trash or if he's
0: trash Oh, so she was the one that took the writing prompt and ended with a SWAT team. Oh, yeah, coming in because what was the? Okay, so the prompt was he starts with a prompt, vacuuming. Um, let's start with an exercise. Um, you take the line he was vacuuming the rug when the phone rang, and then you proceed from there and write a story. And Mm -hmm. the girl writes somehow it ends with a SWAT team being involved so she's then the one that is like hey I want to write a novel he's like oh shit it's that SWAT team chick
1: yeah (laughs) so um yeah so it could be any of those so I'm very excited to see you know who it would be
0: I like the ex-wives so wife number one is Lucy wife number two is Gretchen and wife number three is Sarah of those three did you have like strong feelings on any of them didn't that you liked uh, or disliked
1: no i you know i kind of i i it, and i was trying to like really get into their characters to see like could one of them be you know the the killer or the girl who dream girl is, was based off of but i didn't really have any strong feelings about them
0: you Well, so the only one that like it was the second wife that nobody really likes her, but also the way that they met makes me super uncomfortable because he mentions that like they're at a bar. He goes to the bathroom, he comes out and he sees her in in line for the bathroom, which like obviously like women know that the line at the bar for the bathroom is usually super long. You are usually like stuck there standing. Guys are coming in and out of their bathroom, which is next door. Like guys do legitimate guys will hit on you. Anywhere, Anywhere. but like I would be so uncomfortable, and it does make me uncomfortable. Like the places I've been hit on are like, it's disturbing to me that you thought this was an appropriate time for you to talk to me. But uh, the bathroom line at a bar, and he just like hangs out with her, like he's just standing there, and he's like, Hey, mind if I wait with you? Uh, yeah, get the fuck out of here.
1: Or he said, He said, You can use the men's bathroom, and I'll I'll spot spot you. you. She's like, What the fuck? (laughs) spot me he's like oh it's a gym reference sir oh because
0: i work out bitch yeah
1: <laughs> like i'll spot you
0: oh, that made me so uncomfortable yeah. but it you know there i have heard some really good pickup lines over the years but none none as good as uh hey you want to use the men's room i'll spot you
1: yeah that's um that's a good one um so what about the college roommates tara and luke
0: I just think that Tara is a hot mess. And then he mentions that Luke dies in his thirties and he also says, so here's kind of an interesting take on this. So he mentions that Luke is gay Mm -hmm. and that Luke makes jokes about sleeping with him. I think Mm -hmm. that Jerry takes that too seriously. Like I think that Luke genuinely is joking because like, And Jerry's just like, oh, I think he definitely wants to. Like, I don't know. I I've had I mean, think it's
1: like- a male anyway. Like if, yeah. if a straight heter- heterosexual male that, you know, is so secure about their masculinity. You can't play with those things. Like like the guy eating the the banana with the corn like (laughs) if he had a gay friend that said that he wanted to sleep with him he he would probably be like so offended by that you know what
0: I mean so but I also think that a lot of men like it doesn't matter like if you say like one thing like if they hold the door for you and you say thank you immediately they're like hey can I get your number so I can fuck you later since I held the door for you you know what I mean like guys always read into that and think like if you look at them or you smile at them or you're just nice that they always think it means more. So if, even if like a a gay male friend makes a joke, I think his ego would take it like, oh, he must want to sleep with me because I'm so desirable.
1: Yeah. And we should say most men, not, oh, that's true. And not always, because, you know, you'll get the men that be like, I never did that. I'm like, okay. I'm a
0: nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Okay.
1: It's like, <laughs> it's like Jerry, I mean, there's no, why would anyone hate me? Okay, yes, I cheated on all of them and I sodomized my secretary, but why would anyone hate me? <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I also get people in trouble all the time because I'm a little bitch. But why would anybody be upset with me? So you are right. But I do also think it's really funny when you call a guy out and he's like, listen, I'm a nice guy and you're putting me in the friend zone. Um, Why? I'm such a nice guy. Look at all these things I do for you. (laughs) I'm like, well, then that's really not a nice guy if you only did those things because you were trying to sleep with me. Yeah. So how about Victoria, the assistant?
1: Victoria just seems like a young girl that just needs a job and that's it. She comes, she does her job and she's out. Well, she did mention that she wanted to help take care of Jerry instead of him getting like a second nurse when instead of Eileen would be the night nurse and getting a daytime nurse she she stepped in but she also stepped in for pay she's getting paid for that yeah you know? so I, I just feel like she's like listen I'm a young girl you know she probably has a ton of student loan debt and she's like I need to, to make some money and you got money and this is a cushy
0: job you know what I mean I think I, she's a little weird do you think so yeah, because so I kind of feel like um, so with the tweet from supposedly this Aubrey person, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's real because Victoria was the only other one that saw it. And I feel like she's one of those people that like he could have she could have like brought it to his attention and it might have been nothing. And then it may not actually be real. She's just going to go along with whatever Jerry is seeing or believing because she doesn't want to get fired.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that's true. Or I think maybe she's fucking with him. And maybe she's like, oh, he's hallucinating at night. I'm gonna fuck with him a little bit too. I'm gonna have a little fun. Well, and then she's like, like, Oh shit, this is actually getting real. Now he's killing right. people. Oh, that's god right. damn it. That's
1: true. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I tell you what, one person that I know you said you didn't like her, but I like her. Margo. Margo is funny. She's hilarious because she one, she's like, listen if I'm going to be this hot and be, you know, taking care of myself, I need you to take care of me. And I don't take no for an answer. (laughs) And the fact that, the see, this is is a a thing that talks uh, about Jerry, like who he is, his character, because he knew even before getting with her, that she, other men have said she is the type that, in order for you to get rid of her, you have to pass her on to another guy that has money that's going to take care of her. If not, she will cling to you like saran wrap. Like that's it. <laughs> like you can't get rid of her. And he still got with her. And now he's dealing with the fact that she, she's never going to leave. You know what I mean? He, he didn't even marry her. And she's like showing up at his building. Like I'm the wife and I'm his wife. You know, nobody but, ever married her. Yeah, exactly. Cause she's but fucking married. nuts exactly but he still managed to be with her for as long as he was with her you know what i mean and and he was paying for her condo or something like that because he had to sell oh yeah yeah so i mean and and he didn't marry her so we're gonna assume that he was um dealing with her while he was still married to Sarah, wife number three so that's probably what happened she was yeah i could see that he was, he was definitely paying her condos. She was the mistress. So <laughs> he, he's getting everything she deserves. She's like, I'm not leaving. Because she's also, you you hear on the, right before she allegedly, quote unquote, gets killed right before the end of part one, she says, Jerry, like, don't do this to me. I know your secrets. I can, you know, I know things about you that you don't want to come out.
0: So yeah, things but, nobody else knows. Yeah, she exactly, says that. Like exactly a couple of so, times. She's like pretty threatening to him. Exactly. So the
1: the because she's not a wife, she was definitely a mistress, and he was telling her things like pillow talking because she, you know, she wasn't the wife and he was so distraught with the wife. You know what I mean? So he was pillow talking, telling her things that he should have been telling her. And now here she is looking for money and looking for him to take care of her. And he's trying to get rid of her. And she's like, no, I'm not going that easily. I'll tell all your secrets.
0: I think she definitely has some self-esteem issues and definitely oh, some yeah. men issues. She's oh, like, She's like that single friend that we all have who like will have a two day conversation with some random guy from a dating app and then thinks he's the one and is like planning their wedding and shit. That's the kind of like vibe that I got from Margo. Like she's just delusional when it comes to men. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I felt bad for her, but I just didn't like her because I just think she's like kind of annoying. Like to me, that's annoying that like you're just hanging all over these guys that like your whole life is defined by man. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just can't get into that. I just think it's annoying. So I understood like, you know, Jerry being like, Jesus Christ, Marco, get the fuck out of my life. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> so I do have like some some questions after part one and I really hope that this goes somewhere. I really need this book to be good. <laughs> do you think that Aubrey is real? Um,
1: I... I hope she's real. I hope (laughs) that he's not, it doesn't come out that he's just, you know, hallucinating this whole thing. and, And it was never real. I hope that there is like a crazed fan. I don't, I, I don't want it to really be, well, I don't care. Actually. I just want it to be a real woman who's out here doing these things. Yes.
0: I think that it's Jerry in his sleep state fucking with himself. Oh, really? Yeah. Because so he mentions like kind of early on about just, you know, his own delusions and stuff, even prior to being medicated. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, you know, stressed out and like having, you know, sort of issues, whatever. So I just kind of think that like, maybe he got a letter that looked similar to the address because that's where it all begins with the mail. So I think that maybe he looked at an address really quick and was like, wait, is that from my book? Is this, you know, my character writing to me? And then he falls all over those really cool floating stairs. Right. And then from there, he gets so heavily medicated that I think that like in lucid moments that he's not really remembering, Mm. he's creating a Twitter account. He's doing all this shit. He's calling himself or he's hallucinating the phone ringing and stuff. And that would
1: be interesting.
0: And it's just him messing with his own mind. Right. So I don't know. I don't know if she's, real i think that maybe it's like his remorse manifesting itself because maybe he really did do something to some woman
1: no based on her we all obviously know he did some things to women so this is (laughs) not this is not out of character for him so well who do you think killed margo because i think it was jerry's mom (laughs) jerry's mom (laughs) the dead
0: she's not dead (laughs) She, she came back to life
1: she's not dead she faked her death now she's torturing her son no i don't know
0: so i think it was Jerry maybe like curveball victoria did it or the funniest thing for me would be philo the receptionist mm. because he told her to check the tapes yeah. to see like if somebody was actually coming and then he told on her because she's like listen i really can't check the tapes it's yes. against our policy I, I really can't and he's like begging her and she's like All right, but you can't tell anybody. So then he like called her boss and was like, Listen, (laughs) she checked the tapes, but I don't believe nothing was there. But I don't think she actually checked the tapes. And then the boss, like, I guess she got in trouble. So I think it would be really funny if she's like, Man, fuck this guy. I'm going to kill his girlfriend and like frame him for it because he got me in trouble at work. Even though I wasn't fired or written up or there doesn't seem to be any repercussions, I'm just really mad about the fact that he got me in trouble. So like, I'm going to kill his girlfriend.
1: I would feel. I would think it would be hilarious and actually on point if it was Eileen, the night nurse, if she was, because every, he keeps asking her like, look at the phone. Like who called me? And she's like, it's no one. The phone didn't even ring and wake me up. Well, it's because she's doing it one, two, she took the job because she knew who he was. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to take this job and I'm going to torture him because he stole my story. Or she's like, you know, crazy, a crazy fan. And she thinks that she's this person. So what if she's the one who's the killer?
0: I would like that too. Yeah, that would be good. Because I think that she would probably do it to then try to frame him and get him in trouble. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he mentions like movies versus books on page 116. He has like this whole thing where he like, he actually rates some movies better than books. We've never actually talked about this before. Do you think there are any movies better than the book? Just like in general?
1: Ooh, I don't think so. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Cause I'm, I really love reading the books. Like if I've read a book and yeah, then in the movie, I love the book better. And it's probably because I can make up my own world that it's playing out in. I love to do that. I I love, that's the reason why I love to read books is because it takes, your imagination can go wild. You create what the person looks like and what they sound like. Like, I like that. So I've never read a book and then seen the movie and was like, well, I like the movie way better.
0: I can't Yeah, I don't usually like the like movie or in a lot of cases now the TV series yeah. but I will say that I read Big Little Lies and that was really good but mm-hmm. it takes place in Australia so there were just some references that mm-hmm. I may have missed because I don't really know anything about Australia okay. so and like you know like their language or like just little references yeah. like cultural references I didn't pick up on a lot of it but then the HBO series takes place and I I think California so it's it's very americanized so yes. and also Reese Witherspoon and Zoe Kravitz are in it so it's pretty good nice. I don't know if you've read either that or watched the series but they yeah. were both really good I liked the the way that the book handles kind of like the twist mm-hmm. but I I actually really enjoyed the series so like the differences from book to show didn't annoy me and a lot of times the differences from book to movie or book to series mm-hmm. are really annoying to me yeah
1: yeah. I, um, usually like anything that I've read and they make it into a movie, I'm just like, it, it doesn't translate well. It's not the same. And they cut out a lot of what I feel is the best parts of the book, you know? So then you're watching the movie and you're like, well, in the book, they did it this way. <laughs> and in the book, this actually is a uh, 3 days worth of stuff that just
0: happened here you
1: know what I mean like I just I don't know you lose a I, lot of
0: the suspense too I think in like movies and shows
1: yeah I don't know I, we'll keep a pin in that if we find one that we've read and they made into a movie now do you think Jerry's concerns about having dementia adds anything to the mystery of the novel
0: um well so personally it added some stuff to me because so my grandfather was recently diagnosed with alzheimers and prior to that his girlfriend was diagnosed with dementia so perhaps this is sexually transmitted mm. i think maybe we need to get dr oz on this i need someone to explore my theory cuz it looks a little strange that
1: we will send him these, a dm we'll these old
0: DM. people <laughs> they both end up with it they have okay. very different family histories so
1: that is true. We'll it send him is... a DM and, and see if he gets back to us. Okay. That. Yeah. I'll
0: DM Dr. Oz and ask him if dementia is the new gonorrhea, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but so this one um, it's another book that I feel like came into my life at the right time, only because there are a lot of references that if you don't know anything about dementia, you're, you may miss a lot of things. For instance, he talks about making his mother draw a clock. That's mm. a real thing within um, a diagnosis for dementia and Alzheimer's that mm. if you can't draw like an analog clock, not a mm-hmm. yeah. not a digital yes. clock <laughs> that's cheating. So if you can't can draw, draw an a digital clock. clock draw a digital <laughs> clock. <Yes. laughs> So if you can't draw an analog clock, which these Gen Z kids, when they start getting dementia, they're not oh. gonna have any idea how to draw an analog clock. They're not gonna be able to diagnose them anymore. But they make you draw a clock because if you can't like number it properly and you don't do it right, it is a sign that like your mind is starting to deteriorate. Um My grandfather got the clock test and he's kind of an angry (laughs) Alzheimer's guy. So when he did the clock test and he failed miserably, his new obsession, because like people with Alzheimer's and dementia get obsessed with little things. So his new obsession now is that whenever he sees a clock or a watch, he has to take it apart because he's just like, fuck this clock. I can't, I can't pass the (laughs) clock test. Well, fuck you too. So he like immediately takes apart. Are you taunting me? You fucking clock. (laughs) Oh, you got something to say, clock?
1: Okay. Well, guess what? You're about to be destroyed.
0: Yeah, we cleaned out his apartment because it got flooded. And there's like little clock and watch parts all over the place because he takes yeah. it apart. He just lets it sit everywhere. Like, I, I refuse to be a slave to time.
1: <laughs> I, love, I love your grandpa and his jeans.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. And he wears skinny jeans. Hey. Um, He sent my mom a birthday card and he made his own envelope out of a piece of paper. <laughs> I,
1: I love that. I love it. I love it. You know, Yeah, he's huh. an
0: interesting guy.
1: My grandparents on both sides, maternal and paternal are uh, gone. So when, you know, it warms my heart when people still have their grandparents and they, you know, even, I know you're dealing with some serious stuff with him, but just the cute things that he's doing, like, you know, the jeans and he made his own envelope. That's so cute. I love it.
0: I love he did. That. I do have a just a quick story about him. Like, from like, so he just got his diagnosis. Uh, I want to say like July. So prior to that, um, of course, this is during COVID times, he calls my mom and he's like, um, you know, he's freaking out. He's like, I have blood in my urine. And my mom's like, Okay, that's really serious. We'll call the doctor. Um, she calls the doctor, and the doctor says, Well, you have to go to this lab. So the lab, because it's in the pandemic, makes you sit in your car and wait until you go in. So my mom's sitting in the parking lot with him, and he, he's like looking around. And he goes, wait what are we doing and she's like oh well we're here for for the lab we just have to wait in the car because of COVID and he's like okay so what are they gonna do here and she's like well you have blood in your urine and he goes oh my god I have blood in my urine yeah. she's like um yeah, yeah you told me you did and he's like
1: the reason why we're oh my god
0: <laughs> that sounds so serious oh wow like, yes that's why we're here <laughs> wow that's like one of (laughs) my my mom was like really upset because she's like that's it she's like I don't know if he does he doesn't whatever he's going in he's getting this test because like that's the thing people with dementia really do hallucinate things so you Mm -hmm. can't tell especially when he's having like you know sort of like medical issues you you still have to take it very seriously but I think that this Added for me in this novel that, like, you know, I'm thinking of, oh my god, is there blood in my urine? Mm-hmm. When Jerry's talking about, am I hallucinating? Is this mm-hmm. real? Is this the sign? Is this a sign of dementia? Because these are all very like real things that mm-hmm. could be mm-hmm. his, you know, beginning of of mm-hmm. Alzheimer's.
1: Yeah. Wow. That's that's. Uh, I mean, that's really insightful. That you know, you have like that insight or firsthand experience with this subject. And then we're reading the book about it. So you kind of can see where, and, and that brings it back to where you're like, I don't know, he could really be just hallucinating all of this because- He could have dementia. The, he could have dementia. Wow, that's 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 good. So, I mean, we're, we've wrapped up part one. We will have to finish the second half for next time, but I'm going to say really quick that, well, one, two things. One, as soon as we're done, I'm probably going to be finished with part two. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm I'm going to speed read through the second half. I can't wait. But we also want to solicit our listeners. Tell us what you want us to read after Dream Girl. This for basically so for our November pick, tell us what do you want us to read? Send us a DM. That's a direct message on (laughs) instagram at acbc podcast and let us know what we should read for november we definitely want to hear from you guys
0: yeah i really can't wait to finish this one i have had to stop myself a few times from picking this back up um and and finishing it even though we agreed that we wouldn't do that Mm -hmm. uh so next time we are going to finish dream girl reading from part two to the end of the book which starts on page it's either 149 or 150 Um, i'm pretty sure we're both going to finish this one. I really hope so. Um, So let us know if you have read this one and what your thoughts are so far. We really do love to hear from our listeners and I cannot express enough just how happy we were to hear from all of you after our last episode. I was reading some very passionate DMs very excitedly. I wanted to invite you all over to my parents' basement so you could watch me cry as I talk about every single one of my failed relationships because that is how I want my new friendships to begin. Stalking is I think that's joking,
1: but this is real. This is real. yeah.
0: Stockings very 2017 for me. 2021 Crystal is out here getting emotional, making you as uncomfortable as possible because I think that it's real raw emotion that humans crave. I'm honestly just at this point waiting for the episode where you stop and ask, "What in the actual fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> i think we're getting there um but yeah let's continue these discussions we really do love it so dm us at acbc podcast or email us at the acbc podcast at gmail.com and as ayana said please help us pick our november read so we are available on spotify and most streaming services so make sure you like follow and subscribe we will meet you back here october 17th bye